my last ex-girlfriend, she had pictures of like New York and cityscapes all over her apartment. And I was like, I can't even stare at these. They're so stressful. <laughs> it really is like whole... Yeah, it's so it's such a stressful, loud place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, this like is my the living amount room. of taxi cabs that she had pictures of, like waiting at red lights. You just like I can hear the honking. <laughs> no one's happy. They're stressed. They're going to work, and this is where you go to comfort yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what's the shoulder patch? You got a patch. Oh, this sweatshirt is um, from the Team USA. This one says Youth Development. It says USA Basketball Youth Development. Um, Were you a part of that? No, a friend of mine works for the women's national team. Sweet. He was, yeah, he was my director of operations when I was in college, and we actually went to class together. But um, yeah, he got the job last year, which of course perfect timing because now they're not going to. There's no Olympics, but um, of course. Uh, but yeah, I was performing in Colorado Springs because that's where their training facility is. And he gave me this. So here's it. Wait, you went to the training facility? Um, I didn't get to go into it, but that's where he okay. lives. And so I was doing yeah. the club there and he um, oh, yeah, no, like, I, came. For sure. But I was going to be like, wait, did you get to play with any of their things? Did you do <laughs> no. any of the training I stuff? Mean, he's, he shows, shows me pictures of what it looks like inside. It's pretty crazy. Like even their offices have like basketball court like floors and stuff like it's pretty cool <laughs> that sounds awesome so if every time anyone does anything you hear like the michael jordan shoes squeaking <laughs> right it's like, i gotta go to the bathroom it's like yeah <laughs> exactly what's what's going on out there just making copies <laughs> i remember the first time i got a pair of jordans i didn't realize that they were the things making the squeak noises in basketball <laughs> And I thought they were just putting their footing so hard because, you know, they're athletes. It's a part of the precision and everything. I didn't realize it was just walking around now has an extra noise. That was the technique. Like, however they were playing, their fundamentals made them squeak more. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought something. I didn't think that it was just the shoes, like whatever rubber it was. But like the first time I heard that, like when I was walking and I heard like the squeak, because like I went from like carpet to a hallway. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like Mike now. I mean, I can't play like him. I can't jump like him. But my shoes can squeak like him. And that's, that's all I need. That is funny. Cause I feel like for a long time, I didn't hear that when I played, you know what I mean? Like I, mm -hmm. and then, but I always associated the sound with basketball, but not me playing or something. It was weird. <laughs> that is. Were you wearing New Balance? No, I never wore New Balance, unfortunately. But I, uh, Kawhi does. Yeah, I think I mostly had Nikes. I don't know. Um, but I don't know if my feet were just too small. <laughs> or maybe you just weren't using the Jordan brand, but the Nike brand. Yeah, I wore a lot of Nikes. I had my first Jordans that I played in. I was in like seventh grade, I think. Nice. You played in Jordans, mm -hmm. but they're expensive. Mm -hmm. I played in them for so long I wore like a hole through the heel that's awesome although I'm so <laughs> stupid about the shoes when I watch the NBA and they're wearing expensive shoes I'm like what are you doing those are expensive well it's funny because I probably kept my basketball shoes cleaner than anything else because I would only wear them in the gym on the court yeah so I would wear other shoes in and then change and then change out of them yeah that makes sense but at the same time $2,000 shoes should not be played basketball in, even if no. you're a millionaire and you got them for free. Like, no. I, it just, none of it makes sense. 
Well, that would be and, like uh, if I put like my favorite comic books of all time on my feet and then tried to play basketball on them. Like to me, it's like, that's a collector's <laughs> item you're doing. That is true. Well, and now that's funny because I think those might've been the only Jordans I ever played in. And I was young enough where it didn't really matter. But then after that, I only played Nikes. And for like five years, I only played in the same Hirachis, like not the same shoe, like not the same exact pair, but like the, mm-hmm. I would only buy that because I just had, it was better for my ankles. I felt like um thank god so, thank so, god you chose yeah. that instead of like mom i only wear jordan ones 85 right. chicago's yeah. they're expensive and, now deal well and so now i like i love shoes and i buy jordans all the time but i would never play in them and they're not even i don't like his shoes to play in anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> i don't think he does i mean you saw the documentary yeah there was that one where he like decided to wear his old shoes now that he's like an older man like to like pay homage and he was like my feet are fucking killing me they're bleeding well they always said they were like well he uses softer leather because he likes it like that and i'm like i don't even know if he believes that but okay and uh, <laughs> and it just wasn't i just wasn't a lot of support i guess i don't know <laughs> no they they're not no i those shoes as much as i love them and i have a couple pairs and i love wearing them they're not the most comfortable shoes i have by a mile no i think they were made to wear on stage like that's what I like. that's really that's what they're for like I have like three or four I'm like that's for what I wear when I go on stage exactly not I'm not playing any I'm not moving quickly in these <laughs> yeah exactly when I'm like going on a long walk because you know that's what we do now in quarantine days yeah that's it. is that I have these shoes I put on I I thought they were cool looking when I first bought them and then when I got home I'm like I just bought a pair of dad shoes yeah I just bought like really bright colored dad shoes and I love them and I wear them because they're the most comfortable things I have. That's just so funny because like forever I was like, oh, I love Nikes. Like, and it was like still basketball mm-hmm. shoe, probably what I use. But like now, just based on my body, like if I am going running, I wear like Asics that I have like custom insoles made for, you know, like I can't, they yeah. don't look cool at all. <laughs> no, but they do the job for your feet oh, way yeah. better. Oh, my knees. God. Yeah. Wait, you wear shoes all the way up to your knees? Those are called <laughs> no. boots. That's what the inserts are for. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I remember when I was like, got to my early 30s, and I'm like, I'm going to start buying shoes that are just better for my feet. It's that investment. Made a huge difference. Versus, the, like, paying more money to feel better versus uh, to look cool is, like, the smartest choice you can ever make. <laughs> Hey, there's two ways I'm going to go to bed well at night, you know? One is if someone sleeps with me really good, right? And that's what the Jordans are for, you know? Like (laughs) The other one is if I'm all super comfy and in a spot that I like, and that's what the comfortable dad is for. Yep, definitely, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like... I like like the phrase, uh, sleeps with me really good. Like that's... (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to like be like crass about it, you know? Right, (laughs) very respectful. Did well, good sleeping not, with I don't, me. I don't talk crass like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also not going to deny the reality of what I'm trying to say. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's when someone sleeps with me really good is the the really good I sleep. That's it. <laughs> that's right. You, then you sleep extra good. The most really good I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how that works. Yeah. Yeah. You go to bed immediately. It's like it's like a spell. It's really. And you're like it's the morning. I'm like I don't care. I uh, <laughs> I have to go to sleep. Yeah, 
my body does not register hours anymore. My body just knows. Nobody has hours right now. It doesn't matter. I know, but I still guilt myself about it. I I went to bed last night at five o'clock in the morning and I felt, see, your eyes got big and you were like, how dare you? But you just 30 seconds ago were telling me hours don't matter. That's true. But yeah. But Hamilton came on Disney Plus. I see. And it's like three hours long. And what am I supposed to do? I wasn't tired at two. You weren't going to wait. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have it, I'm not saying at this point it's not irresponsible. I yeah, I've never just, seen Hamilton. This is my first experience with it. I've waited forever. Neither have I. I'm going to watch it after this, probably. And uh, it was just because my first thought was I actually have a better sleep schedule and cycle now than I probably ever have <laughs> because of this. So then you saying 5 a.m., I was like, whoa, now that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you like you're going to bed at a good time? Yeah, I mean, not. I don't think for a normal person, but for me, yeah. Like I, I What's still have trouble falling to sleep, but I will go to sleep between eleven and twelve thirty normally. And I used to. It used to be more of a three a.m. type of thing, you know. When I was working, in the work times, in the work, times. I would, <laughs> I would go to bed like around eleven or midnight. Usually, always by one. But now that that's not a thing, it's just whenever. But at the same time, I was also always waking up like at 6 a.m. or 5.30 in the morning. Right. So I yeah, only got so like five I, or yeah. six hours. I, I went to bed like last night at 5. I woke up half hour ago. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting more sleep than ever. I'm just doing it at the worst hour. I already did a show today. Look at this. You're just, uh, you're behind. Well, yeah. I'm going to well, sleep while you're being productive. I got a lot of other things to do later today. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I today think. I literally set an alarm to wake up so I could, uh, promote the podcast episode that came out today so i can do that at a reasonable hour and then i went back to bed to wake up to be like did the promoting work enough it worked enough you know like yeah that might be the best way to do it though because otherwise you like watch it and then it's obsessive i have been getting better about not being obsessed with my numbers i just am bad about it i don't so that's kind of my strategy sometimes is be like oh okay i made a new video i want to put it up and then just i'll check it tomorrow which rarely works but either way you're still like disappointed by it <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you know? <laughs> well every now and then and by the way it's never on days i promote it it's like all of a sudden the numbers skyrocket yeah and you're just like what and you're like oh it's like a pendulum there's no you can't control the pendulum Mm-mm. And it's built. It's like uh, the like the torture of like trying to find a pattern, but it never being a pattern. You know what I mean? That's what it's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would compare that to being raised by my mom. You know, you're like, what does she do? What can I do to receive love? And there's like not a pattern that ever develops. Right. You're, you're like, like, if I do oh, this, she's gonna love me. And it's like, no, still didn't work. Yeah, that's not that didn't work. <laughs> All right. All right. We got to try another thing. For sure. And I feel like it's it's Mr. Algorithm that's in charge. And because, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, well, people like this. So I'll do something like that again. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Um, you did a couple interesting things in quarantine. I want to talk to you about already. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I said that sentence backwards like, Yoda. you've already done a couple interesting things in quarantine. Oh, but I like okay. You married people. Oh yeah, that was illegal technically, but um, 
right you illegally very- married people like a pirate <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it was just ended up being a few more people For anyone in the listening, room. by the way, it's technically legal because she's 12 and he's 35. Yeah, but they're still <laughs> married, so success rate, 100%. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it was illegal because it was a gathering during yeah, quarantine. It was like but the gathering the looked day, like it was like six people. Yeah, the day that that happened, the limit here in Washington was less than 10, but they made that rule that day, and there was like, maybe 12 people or 15 people there. But yeah, they, these friends of ours, um, comics also, both of them comedians, they, I had Richie joked about and it. Richie and Rachel. Yeah. FJ. Rachel. Um, I both, them are, both. both very, are sweet, very funny, very sweet people, very mm-hmm. sweet people. So we joke, I've joked about it with most people. Like if they're like talking about wedding planning or whatever I go oh well we could just do it right now you know I just need to Mm -hmm. sign some paper like it's very simple it's a lot easier than people are used to seeing you know like all Mm -hmm. the all the stuff you you have to say like one thing to make it legal and then sign paper like that's it so all the other stuff you hear in those like sermons is just what the couple wants or what the if it's you know if it is religious then what they want involved but let's be honest it's what their parents want it's not about the couple it's always what making your parents happy in this yeah i had a couple that was like well we don't know we don't want any god stuff but we're worried about my grandma and i was like what a weird thing like me not saying anything i was like but whatever you guys want you know they ended up Mm -hmm. going with no god stuff but (laughs) um but yeah so i always joke about it like it's actually way easier we could do it right now you know and they already had everything planned and it was um i think supposed to be in may and I was just invited. I wasn't going to officiate. Mm-hmm. And but then you had to that, make it about you. Right. <laughs> I had to just insert myself <laughs> where I can. Um, it's so crazy that quarantine has been long enough for me to have forgotten that that happened, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But it was that it was day. also long enough that you're like, there's like 15 people there. And you know if they all got it or not already. You know? Like, right, exactly. Yeah, and nobody got sick, which is great. But um, that was that day she had texted me probably at like noon and then Mm. was like so we think we're just gonna do it just so that like legally it's done and you know to have the actual like party and stuff when they're allowed to would you be okay to come over and I was like yeah um and just you know asked a few but she like decorated their apartment it was very cute put up all the lights Mm -hmm. and stuff and then she had like another white dress she was gonna wear for a bachelorette party so she wore that and then it was just like their parents and siblings and um like their kids so it ended up being a few more people but that was pretty much it um and it was real quick I was probably there for 30 minutes just because I was a little nervous about <laughs> having too many because you had a but... zoom show to get to what <laughs> <laughs> no we were nervous about so but then she gave me because they had all, they had all of this stuff like ordered for the wedding already and mm-hmm. so obviously food would have been day of but all the alcohol they already had so she gave me four bottles of wine and then was like thank you and then I left I was like cool. that's so much wine <laughs> I know I was like all right well and she was like uh what kind of um wine do you like and I was like oh I like red and she's like well I have white too so she gave me two of each just to be like here and I was like okay if you're gonna do that why ask just give me the four <laughs> exactly yeah why do you care? are you gonna give me all four red I don't know but they yeah it was um it was cute and they did I think she did like an Instagram live of it which was funny and um they did their own vows kind of thing which they just improved and 
they were cute and silly and they, they took said suggestions dick. yeah dick like, give me a location where i'm gonna <laughs> say i'm gonna be buried with her <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i did that that started off that started off the quarantine yeah that was pretty exciting it was cool how yeah, many people like have you that. married i think they were the sixth or seventh um wedding i can't remember something like that yeah most most of it's been friends but the first one was just people who had seen me do stand-up before and so they actually asked if i would get ordained and i said yeah because it's not a it doesn't cost yeah. anything you can get like i have i get book that but stuff. also it's a weird choice it was weird and then but they paid me like more no, than no, I, I would do the same thing if I was in your <laughs> shoes, but I would you, never see a comedian and go, this person's going to marry me. Yeah. You know, it like, when well, it had been like years and I know they'd seen me a few times and now, I mean, I officiated the wedding. We're you know, friends at this point, but oh, yeah, um, of course. yeah, it, it was different. And By then God. this, this was the weirdest part of that one though. He, like, we go through the whole thing. I kind of, I've never done it before, you know, and they're very like, oh yeah, whatever. Uh, obviously they would want it to be funny at some parts because mm-hmm. they hired a comedian on purpose. And so <laughs> I like asked, uh, I was like, are there any like inside jokes that people know about you guys or your, or your relationship, you know, cause I don't really yeah. know them. So it took them two weeks to get back to me about this. And all he said was, I have really fucked up toenails and Holly's car makes a terrible sound when it starts. And I was like, wow thank you so much like that had nothing to do with your relationship but okay i mean i worked it in and it got a laugh but still yeah um but also that is terribly personal (laughs) you didn't have to tell us about your toenails but um yeah then uh the day of he was like have you seen the toenails yeah honestly i have but um, and what do they look like to make them so terrible are they shrekish do they like curl over the toe some of it yeah it's got like a you've seen someone with like not it's kind of a fungus but under the nail where it's like yellow mm-hmm. yeah that's what it was like yeah it was not attractive but you could treat that you don't have to just be like this is a part of my personality now this is what i tell comedians i don't know maybe about. he's afraid that people will forget who he is if he changes his <laughs> so, <laughs> it's become a part of him yeah <laughs> okay do you think they're so uh, bad that when he walks in the kitchen barefoot, he makes those Jordan squeak noises? Yeah, it's more of a scratching. It sounds like a dog needs to go outside. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. um, then day of, he was like, okay, so so you'll do like you do like five minutes of stand-up first. And I was like, what? Like, you want me to do stand-up before this? And he's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the, the deal. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. So I like before... <laughs> before everyone's like sitting down and i was like okay you know he gives me a little intro which is okay because they Mm -hmm. and honestly i just took all the jokes i had about my family kind of switched up some of the verbiage so that it sounded like i was talking about them you know and Mm -hmm. that was kind of all i did um but then (laughs) but also (laughs) for him to be like that's the deal like every wedding he goes to like the priest does like a hot pie on top well like well i don't want kids who else is there huh (laughs) yeah exactly and then uh and then so afterwards i kind of do my set and then i'm like (laughs) just still in stand-up mode so i go all right you guys ready for a wedding (laughs) 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 And then I just back up and like John Legend starts playing. It was so just, it was weird. Um, it all went fine, but it, 
<laughs> Give it up for uh, your nuptials. Yeah, basically. Um, That's really funny. Yeah, they get better. I think you know. I but yeah. So I have like two other friends that have asked me. One's in October, so hopefully that'll still happen. But then the other one has been since postponed. Um, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You're getting you're getting a lot of wedding gigs. Did not see that coming. <laughs> Me either. Like, <laughs> because I always equated it with like a church or something. You know, I was like, well, that's not going to be me. So, no, exactly, because you're not religious. <laughs> no, you're not married. You're not like mm-hmm. a person like talking these people into getting married. Right. I'm not like yeah. I'm not like a, a relationship coach or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, all these things that you would think of like as like just like a pillar of like this is what I want to bring us together. You're not related to all of these people. Like my brother is a he's a I mean he's higher than a priest now, but he you know he's very high up religiously. And so he has ma- he married my sister and that felt right. You know, you're like, "Oh, of course my brother's going to marry my sister." He marries people that he like in his ward, you know? Like Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Like he was a bishop, you know? Like so it's just like, yeah, of course he Right, they do yeah, that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's done this a hundred times. He's not gonna do his sister when she asks. Right. Although the funny thing about my sister, her husband is also a priest. So there was the conversation of which one of our brothers is going to marry us. Nice. Oh God, that's yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. I've not I didn't know that was it's hard happen. enough to pick a bridal party or whatever. <laughs> I know it's like a Brady Bunch movie or something. Or they can figure out like the the Brady the priest bunch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know any good priest names. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like that's oh, you did another thing that I found crazy fascinating. You like roasted cities. Oh yeah, God. it's funny that I keep forgetting that I've done these things. But that was like three weeks of like a lot of work, honestly. Yeah, I have a friend that was doing um, the Dallas part. Mm. and i think we i think i saw them once but we didn't go against each other so i don't think you guys went head to head Mm-mm. but he was like talking to me about the amount of prep he was doing for every city and you're yeah. just like holy cow for those that are listening <laughs> i don't think i uh what is it i don't intru- i didn't introduce the topic well enough it was a tournament style like march madness Mm-hmm. And it was like a roast battle, except you weren't roasting the comedian you were talking to. You were roasting your home city versus their home city. Right. So like it was like Seattle versus Portland. Uh, I want to say I saw Phoenix was in there. Oh, yeah. there was, I think it was like 24 cities. So we started with like a normal. I like want to name them the, really slowly. The regular um, season. Keep going. I'll just keep talking no. while you just keep thinking of all the cities. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely. It's just. We, and the so it was Boston? like regions. Uh, but I think Boston was in there. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. did not do well though. But New so York? on our side, it was like, <laughs> yes, um, L.A., San Francisco, Phoenix, Nashville, Denver. I was just going to interrupt you when you started talking. But yeah, no, Nashville exactly. One? It's the cities. That's you funny because I can't. If you're going to name your yeah. top twenty-four cities, it's those. Chicago was a part of it. I don't right. Know if you said that. No, but yeah. I know you said Denver, there. so I want to say it again, just to you know, to act like I wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but then it was like kind of regular season is what I call it. So like West Coast went against each other and then it was like the mm-hmm. top two or three teams, whatever, went into like a tournament style. But the thing, so you would prepare for like three or four and then maybe two days for the next city and you mm-hmm. bounce ideas off each other and whatnot. But then we get to the 
the playoff tournament and you do three days in a row. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, single and that, elimination. Yeah. So we go St. Louis, then the next day, Atlanta, and then the final show is yeah because you reach the finals correct you have to write jokes for three yeah we got second i mean we were undefeated the first the whole way till the last um till the championship which who was it also they, the championship minneapolis and they honestly was, they were good it was brian miller and nate abshire nice. and um were they undefeated the whole season yeah yeah it was uh yeah so it was, it was like nice. college football you got to go undefeated to make it to the championship kind of yeah it was tough but um it's like nerve wracking too. And, um, you, it's still, like, I mean, you've done some zoom shows, right? So it's still, mm-hmm. hopefully people have their mics on that are watching, but it's only the comics that are watching each other. I yeah. was like too loud apparently. So people kept telling me to turn my mic off. So there's only like four laughs in the whole thing. And two of them are Mark Norman and Joe list. So hopefully they mm-hmm. laugh like they're the guys hosting it. And then, so you do a joke and then I would watch the chat to see if people like it because there's like 300 people watching but they can't yeah you can't hear them so then you have to like watch to see if they like the joke or not <laughs> especially towards That's the end because so everyone's maddening. fucking tired and like the other comics aren't really laughing you know it was just it was tough mm-hmm. um but yeah so the last show we have to write for three different cities because you go against one first whoever wins goes to the next round whoever loses still has to play the loser of the other one and then you know the other so potentially you could play anybody. So we had to be ready for all three. We were against Cleveland. It was really close, actually. And then then we had to go against Minneapolis. And then you're like, well, I hope we go against, you know, like I feel better mm-hmm. about these jokes. So <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think my Houston jokes were the best ones. And that's the one team we didn't go against. <laughs> oh, do you want to share any? Do I don't remember any. I know I'd have to find out. Oh, them, they're but... not around. I just didn't no, want them to die. Was, I should have asked you to have those ready. Yeah. You even asked, you're like, anything have ready? I'm like, uh, uh, be you? Yeah, right. Let me hear. I'll just keep talking. And I'll see if I can yeah, just, just show um, up and do what you do, Monica. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was positive like, things. It's funny because you kind of get talked into it a little bit. And you don't know. And honestly, it's because they don't know what it's going to be like either. Like, mm-hmm. nobody knows what Zoom shows are really going to be like. Nobody, like, they had this idea. It was a Helium Comedy Club. So they were like we'll do this big coast to coast roast thing, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And then, uh, which I thought was talk- brilliant on their behalf. It really was. Out and honestly, they the did. A- shows, oh, sorry. I'll finish the sentence. Then, Out of all the-, the zoom shows I heard, those were some of the best. I was one of the best ideas because it wasn't straight stand up. Yeah. Cause doing straight stand up shows seems to be a difficulty because people try to act like it's still stand up. Yeah, it is a weird, it's been real weird to do the, to do stand up like this, but, um, but you're doing it a lot. I was, yeah, a little less now for sure. But well, I had just started. So the day we got locked down, I was supposed to be in Portland. And they called me that morning and they were like, oh, the headliner canceled. We're just going to close kind of thing. And I was like, OK, mm-hmm. so it was like very last minute. And then that Saturday, I just did a live stream on my YouTube from our living room mm-hmm. and had a couple. Actually, I had Rachel and Richie on it. Um, which is maybe why they asked me to marry them the next week. That could have been why, but um, that's not a uh, good tit for tat. I mean, no, they definitely it's quid. Like, hey, you want to do a here. couple things on my YouTube channel? And they're like, sure. You want to? 
do something that really is a milestone. Do you want to legally bind us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you should get into the legally divorcing people business too. Shit. I mean, honestly, no one, no one that I've married thus far is divorced. So I'm kind of hoping to just keep that in a thousand, but we'll see. I mean, keep um, marrying them. Your, your chances are going to get way lower. Right. I know. Um, but it make a great business card if you can do both, you know, Monica Nevy, the ins and outs. <laughs> right. Like marriage. one side is on and then the other side is like, <laughs> goes south. Here you go. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so I just did. And those went really well, but that was like from here. And then it got to the point where nobody could go anywhere. Like we couldn't, because mm-hmm. we had like, my mom would come over and then like a couple comics and we'd basically perform for my mom and then live stream it. And those went a lot better than like doing the Zoom style or like whatever, like mm-hmm. bringing other people in because it's just harder to like have everyone set up separately. Um, so it continued to do them and then do other people's shows. But yeah, it got, I mean, it kind of got a little overwhelming. So I switched to, I like the YouTube live stuff. It's kind of fun, but not doing stand-up necessarily. So I've started doing like trivia nights where I like kind of host like pub style trivia. And For sure. Do like also a, a good idea. Yeah. There's like an answer sheet that goes along with it. So you have to hear the questions from me, but then you answer. And, and then we started doing wrong answers only in the chat, which is really funny. People are, it's really funny um it's a great but yeah just too. different stuff i did a show today that was just like topical review type of stuff and then did like five stand-up jokes that i had written like this week and was just like i'm just gonna see how they go okay good and then that <laughs> was it just to like it gets my youtube time like up and then i can take the live ones down if i want so it i don't nice. know it, i'm learning a lot basically from this the situation yeah we're all adjusting yeah it's definitely nothing like doing stand-up live obviously but. well no no that's the problem is that people keep trying to be like zoom will be like stand up live and you're like no it won't it just won't i can't <laughs> find the person in the audience that's not laughing and then just torture them till they do you right. know like that's not yeah. and then i don't get that immediate response of telling a joke and feeling a thing i get people like every now and then in the chat they go ha 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 and you're like Doesn't yeah feel the same or it's like that there's that lag it's so weird there's mm-hmm. just a tiny lag where you're like okay oh there now they laughed you know you're like uh, or yeah, i start talking but that's enough to make them. you feel not connected <laughs> absolutely you're like, yeah the <laughs> bond between the performer and the audience or more importantly also the bond between the audience and the audience yeah the audience sure. becomes one giant feeling and that just doesn't happen sorry well, um to negatively review zoom while on zoom well yeah this is why you couldn't get into your account before um <laughs> you're right i talk shit and then they lock into my account for two they can hear you yeah uh yeah, it's um, it. The, the, I think the 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 comfortability of the person watching is mm-hmm. a bit to our detriment. Which it's not necessarily me saying I hope you're uncomfortable when you come and see normal stand up, but you're in public. You should be a bit more presentable than being like, "Oh, my dog's just barking well, yeah, and I'm doing laundry and not really paying attention." And yeah, that's part of the whole job of being the comic is you're the host of the place that they're not comfortable in, and you are. And so you bring them to that comfort and that's part of how you alpha them. Like you can't, that's why we can't just go into everyone's living room and it feels the same. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I like 
it it does seem like something that could stick around as far as like earlier in the week when people have to work or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. which is kind of why I like, like the trivia idea. I feel like I could continue to do after them. Um, oh, for sure. But I would never want to keep doing this like on the weekends, you know, like that would be if somebody did a, a Zoom Monday night show or something, they might be able to do okay. But yeah. then at some point when you don't have to go to work or you don't you know by the end of the week when you're like fuck it on a thursday you're like i'll be yeah. over i don't care then I you want like to go, you go somewhere that the clubs are going to close down again i think so too i just saw somebody post about uh being in san diego and then canceling because uh, comedians had started getting it and i'm like great i mm-hmm. have you done well you're in la right i'm in la so everything's yeah. closed everything's closed again right yeah the closest thing i've done to stand up in the quarantine is I got booked on a movie mm-hmm. and I was the comic. They come into the comedy club, they sit down, they don't like it and they leave. done with monica nevy wasn't she the best i told you you'd fall in love with her she's the best guys you can follow her at monica nevy and she's also got a podcast called hug life i was on hug life like two years ago so you're gonna have to search to find that episode but of course she's been doing it for so many years she's like up to 400 episodes or something crazy she has been doing this for a long time and then she's also got a series that you can watch on amazon prime called 80 for 80 check it out it's great. I actually, I think it's still got like five star reviews on, on it. And it's uh, been out for a couple years. It's got a decent amount of reviews. She, she put that out. And then some of the USA soccer ladies watched it. And they decided that Monica was their favorite comedian. It was so weird that when like they were blowing up, it was almost like they were like, oh, great. Now I got to, you know, <laughs> now I'm doing successful enough in soccer. I can go out and be friends with Monica Nevy. I I adore that they have that friendship. That's probably name dropping on her behalf, but I'm amazed by it because I don't know athletes just seem like a different breed to me. And so that was that's Monica. I do want to let you guys know that Tuesday, I have a guy named Thomas Germain on. Thomas Germain, I've known for many years. We worked at the at the cemetery together, and then he like quit to go to New York to go to the college, and he graduated. And now he works in targeted ads. You know how, like, when we, you know how, you, you know how our advertisements, they're just exactly what we were thinking? Or, like, how do they know that I was, you know, talking about how I need dog food earlier and now there's dog food ads? He explains how they do that. He works in that industry. He works in, for Consumer Reports where he breaks down targeted ads. And so I grill him about how do they do that? How do they find me so well? What's going on with these? Why do they advertise things right after I buy them? You know, like, shouldn't they know that I bought them if they can see all this? So all of those get answered on Tuesday. It's a really fascinating, great interview. You guys are going to love the Thomas Germain interview coming on Tuesday. Uh, As always, you can find me at Aaron M. Marsh on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, you can just look up Aaron Michael Marsh on Facebook and friend me if you like. I friend people if they look like regular people. As long as you're not like 13 hours new 
12 friends, a smoking hot 10, who like is like, oh yeah, one of the first aliens has Aaron. I don't add those. Those I just delete. But if you look like a regular-ass person that just enjoys, you know, my podcast and stuff, I add you. Why not? We're friends now. So go ahead, find me on that. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Like I said, if you have a podcast and you want me to rate and review and subscribe to yours, just let me know you did to mine and I'll do it right back. No problem. I did a couple of those last week and I actually had a real fun time reviewing and listening to some of them. So anyways, guys, that's what we got. Thank you for listening and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've got to be me, I gotta be me What else can I be but what I am? I'll go it alone, that's how it must be I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me. I've got to be free. I gotta be free.